Welcome into Straight Up Sports. Hope you guys listened to the NFL pod. But now it's time to talk about some Missouri eight man football. Week two is on Friday, releasing this um, late Wednesday, early Thursday for you guys. Again, last week, some recap of some of the highlight. I'm just going to go through the whole schedule real quick. DeKalb beat number nine, Rockport 44 to 38. Mountain City beat Platte Valley 52 to 6. Stewartsville won on the road, beat Northwest Nottoway 36 to 14. Number four, East Ashton took care of number six, Southwest Livingston on the road, 68 to 22. Number three, Worth County won at South Holt, Nottoway Holt, 80 to 33. Called that game for KNIM. Very fun football game to call. Number five, Stanberry beat Bramer, 42 to 13. Number eight, North Andrew beat number seven, King City, 42 to 28. Number two, Pattonsburg beat LeBlanc on the road, 66 to 26. That game was 52 to six at halftime. Uh, Albany went on the road, beat Veritas Christian 48 nothing. Osceola beat Northwest Hughesville 74 to 38. Number 10 Oric took care of Chilo Howie on the road 68 to six. Norburn Harden Central won against Casey East Christian out of Kansas 48 to 46. North Shelby lost to Waco Iowa 48 to 38. Drexel won at home in their eight-man debut versus the other eight-man debut of Liberal 24 to 18. And Appleton City won their eight-man debut against. Also newcomer to eight man Rich Hill sixty two to twenty four. Those are the fifteen games that happened last week. Uh, the top ten for this week we have Mount City at one getting three first place votes. Pattonsburg at two also getting three first place votes. Worth County's at three they got one first place vote. Uh, followed by number four East Atchison, number five Stanberry, six North Andrew, seven is Oric, eight Southwest Livingston, nine Decab, and ten King City. I believe we only have one ranked matchup going into this week, so it should be a lot of fun. I'll kind of go through that here in just a minute. Um, conference standings, a little bit early already, but teams that are 1-0 in the 275 um, in conference play, DeCab, East Ashton, Mound City, and Stewartsville. South Holt-Nawi Hold is 0-0. They lost their non-conference matchup to Worth County. And the Northwest Nawi, Platte Valley, Rockport, and Livingston are all 0-1. In the GRC, uh, North Andrew and Stanbury both 1-0 in conference play. Bramer and King City both 0-1. Then Albany, Pattonsburg, and Worth County all won their non-conference games. Uh, in the Central River Conference, Oric is 1-0 in conference play after beating Chillahowie. Uh, Norburn Harden Central 1-0 as well at a conference game. And the North Shelby and Hughesville both lost their out-of-conference games. And in the Wemo Conference, um, Appleton City and Drexel both 1-0. Osceola 1-0, but their win was non-conference. And Liberal and Rich Hill both 0-1. So conference games we'll get more into as the year goes on. Probably about week 4 or 5 we'll have a better understanding of who's really in each conference race a little bit early now. And to kind of see where that's going at for the time being. I want to thank the 19 schools that have posted stats. Maybe it's 18. Um, of the 28, I'll go through that list here real quick. Uh, teams that have posted stats that I appreciate. Uh, Norbert Harden Central, East Ashton, DeKalb, Worth County, North Shelby, Stanberry, Osceola, Rockport, Albany, Northwest Nottoway, Drexel, North Andrew, Pattonsburg, King City, Northwest Hughesville, Mound City, Southwest Livingston, and LeBlond. Um, so those 18 schools have posted. I have a 19 school with um, South Holt, Nottoway Holt. I took stats during my broadcast, so my stats are probably 96% accurate. They're not fully accurate. I don't have the official stats, but I do have their stats um, for the seasonal standings right now. I won't post those this week because it's kind of week one and everyone's kind of clustered 
but after week two or three, I'll get the top ten um, for passing yards, rushing yards, receiving yards, and total yards, along with the touchdowns for each one of those categories as well. Top ten in each category. Right now, the top five in passing yards that have been posted or that I have. Number one, Stephen Wilhite from Pattonsburg, 304 yards. Number two, Drew Quinlan. I am unofficially at 272 yards. Uh, Tyler uh Garen, I believe it's OCL. If someone from OCL has a pronunciation for that, I would really appreciate that. Tyler had a really good game, 256 yards. Uh, Landon Gardner from LeBlanc, 227. And then Mac Anderson from Southwest Livingston at 209. Also, I don't know what it is, but if your name is Landon, you're probably playing quarterback in eight-man football. We have Landon Gardner for Bishop LeBlanc, Landon Wells for King City, and then Landon Papa for Mound City. So Landon, a very common first name, I guess, for quarterbacks in eight-man this season. Uh, top for passing touchdowns, uh, Will Height from Pattonsburg, seven touchdowns, uh, Garen from Osceola, six, um, Aiden Gladstone from Worth County threw four touchdowns versus South Holt, not away Holt, um, and then Landon Gardner and Landon Wells of LeBlanc and King City, respectively, both had three passing touchdowns. That's your top five in passing touchdowns. Uh, rushing yards, league state leader after week one is... Kaiser Hughes from Norman Harden Central with 281 yards. Second place, Joey Heron of Rockport, 255. Followed by Andrew Alarcon of Worth County, 165 yards. Bryson Bywater is fourth at 163. Then Darren McElfresh of DeKalb with 138 yards. Top for rushing touchdowns. Hughes from Norman Harden Central with seven of them last week. Very impressive. Uh, Jake McEnany from East Action has four. And then with three apiece, we have Dawson Butterfield from Albany, Darren McElfresh from DeKalb, Garen from Osceola, Joey Heron from Rockport, Houston Coleman from South Holt, Nami Holt, Andrew, Andrew Alarcon from Worth County, all with three rushing touchdowns apiece. So a lot of uh, bunched up guys in that area. Top five in receiving yards. Number one, uh, Brett Emig from uh, Pattonsburg, 181 yards receiving. I think I have that right. I want to go back and double check that because that might not be right. Give me one second. Actually, I'll look it up while I'm talking to you real, here real quick. I don't think... Let me go to Pattonsburg stats right now on Misha. Pulling them up real quick. Receiving. Yes, yeah, says make with 181 yards. Um, so he is the leading receiver right now for Pattonsburg after week one. I just want to double check that before I went too far in there. Um, and then Killian... Halloran from Osceola, 130 yards. Dylan Schutz from North South Holt, Holt with 113 unofficially. Tyler Damlo from Hughesville with 103. And then Jackson Anderson from Worth County with 97. Uh, top for receiving touchdowns with three apiece. You have Halloran from Osceola, Emig and Cowley from Pattonsburg, Gilbert from King City, Damlo from, oh, sorry. Those top three had three touchdowns each. Then with two touchdowns apiece, you had Gilbert, Braden Gilbert from Braden, sorry, Braden Gilbert from King City, Tanner Damelo from Hughesville, Reinhardt and Anderson both from Worth County. So that's your top in receiving yards, receiving touchdowns. And finally for total yards, uh, Tyler Guerin from Osceola, 368 yards. Number two, Stephen Wilhite from Pattsburgh, 363 yards. Number three, Drew Quinlan from South Holt, Nami Holt, 291. And then tied for fourth, Landon Gardner from LeBlanc, 281, with Kaiser Hughes of Norburn Harden Central also with 281 yards. Uh, then total touchdowns, 
leading the state. Tyler Guerin from Osceola had nine already after week one. Stephen Wilhite had eight. Kaiser Hughes, seven from Norman Harden Central. Aiden Gladstone from Worth County had six. And then Darren McElfresh and Jack, Jake McEnany from DeKalb and East Anderson, respectively, both had five apiece. So that's your top um, stat getters in each category as I have them right now. That could change depending if more people post their stats, which I would really appreciate because it gives us a better idea of how teams are doing across the state. And I like to give these kids recognitions for balling out in week one. So as that goes through, um, I can talk a little bit here about the eight-man poll that just got released um, Monday on Mo 8-Man Football. Hope you guys are enjoying that poll. Um Give me one second to pull it up here. I probably should have pulled this up before the podcast, but you know how it goes. I thought I had enough stuff ready, but I didn't. Um, yeah, so week two here in the poll. Um, I'll let you guys know how I voted. Um, I'm not going to release anybody else's polls, but I'll let you know how I voted. I had Pattonsburg one still, Mound City close second, East Atchison third, Worth County four. I still had Southwest Livingston at number five. Um, North Andrews 6, Stanbury 7, Albany 8, South Holt, Nami Holt 9, and Oric at 10. I was the only person to rank both Albany and South Holt, Nami Holt. No other t- uh, pollster ranked either one of those teams. Um, but that's what I have for my top 10 right now. I think I have Livingston a little too high right now. Uh, but we'll see what happens here going forward. I also had Livingston at 5 last week before they lost to East Atchison. I didn't drop them uh, for losing to a really good East Atchison team. So... That's what I have for you guys right now. Uh, that's probably my one thing that I didn't like, but my own poll was I think I had Livingston too high. Uh, I probably should have flip-flopped them in North Andrew is what I probably regret doing now. But it is what it is. It didn't really affect the standings too much. I mean, they still would have been 6-8 and eight respectively in the final preseason, in the final poll anyways for week number two. I already gave you the top ten earlier with Mound City, Pattonsburg, Worth County, East Ashton, Stanbury, North Andrew, Oric, Livingston, DeKalb, and King City. The other teams that received votes, there were seven of them. Osceola, Albany, Rockport, Appleton City, South Holt, Nami Holt, Stewartsville, and Bishop LeBlond. Um, Osceola was just one point away from being ranked against King City. So uh, Osceola got a lot of love there after their big week one win versus Northwest Hughesville. Um, one thing I found interesting is two different people did vote for Stewartsville. I think that's a little bit of a mistake. So I don't think Stewartsville is really that good, and we'll see that this week with their opponents. So that'll be a team that probably won't get any more votes uh, for a while. And then LeBlanc just has a t- brutal opening schedule. So we'll see if they can uh, keep it up here. Okay, so I'm going to go through the Week 2 schedule here real quick and give you my picks for this week. Um, I will say last week I had my one... That was big upset of the week was DeCab at home versus Rockport, who was ranked number nine to start the year. Nailed it. Uh, DeCab controlled most of that game. Rockport made a late push, but DeCab come away with the win. Thank you, Tigers, for making me look smart there with that one. And I believe I got pretty much all of those picks right. I think maybe North Shelby losing I got wrong, and I might have picked Liberal to beat Drexel. But other than that, I was pretty spot on last week uh, with my picks. Oh, and I had King City beat North Andrew, and that did not happen. So I was pretty close to perfect last week. We'll see if it, this week's this more the same or if it makes me look a little bit worse. Um, we'll see. Uh, first game, Northwest Nottoway at East Atchison. I'm actually calling this game for k and I am 645 on 95.9 FM. Make sure you guys tune in. Uh, I'm not going to pick that game, but East Atchison, number four team in the state, is at home. So uh, Next game, number one, Mount City at Stewartsville. I think this game's over at halftime. Mount City is probably going to roll again. 
I'm just not like Stewartsville. They won by 20 against Northwest Nottoway. Congrats, I guess. I don't think either one of those teams is very good, so there's not a whole lot I can take away from that. Um, up next, Southwest Livingston, number eight at South Holt, Nottoway Holt, and this is one of my two upsets of the week. Um, this is probably my least confident of the two upsets, um, but what I saw from South Holt, Nottoway Holt last week showed a lot of promise. Um, and I think they're going to come out and play well at home here versus Livingston and possibly get the upset win. If they can slow down Mac Anderson, they can get a win. Uh, that run defense for the Spartans needs some work, though. They allowed over 300 yards in that first half versus Worth County. So, big game coming up for the Spartans. If they win this one, I think they're the third-best team in the conference if they beat Livingston and move just behind East Ashton and Mount City for that spot. So that's just what I see personally right now. Because right now for that third spot in the conference, I'm looking at Livingston, I'm looking at DeKalb, I'm looking at South Holt, Nottoway Holt. Those are the three teams I'm looking that are vying for that third spot. Rockport also kind of in there. They did just lose to DeKalb by six, so they're still in that discussion as well. Um, next game I have is Rockport hosting Platte Valley. I think Rockport gets back on the winning ways here. they got to stop Dalton Luke for, the, for Platte Valley. I know Platte Valley had a tough week one game versus Mound City. We'll see if they bounce back week two versus Rockport um, on the road. Non-conference matchup, GRC versus 275, number 10, King City at number 9, DeKalb. This is a very interesting matchup. I don't think anyone saw DeKalb coming out of nowhere last week. I thought they'd win versus Rockport. I didn't think they'd get votes after that, but I guess if you beat the number 9 team in the state, um, you kind of take their spot in the polls. That's what they did there, jumping to number 9 um, in the week 2 poll. I think it's a short-lived visit to the top 10. I think King City does win this game. I think King City probably feels like they should have beaten North Angel last week. I looked at the stats. They had more total yards. I think a little better yard per play, too, if I remember right. Um, just couldn't quite make the plays to get into the end zone. I think they'll make those plays this week. This could be a high-scoring game. And DeKalb just won 44-38. This game might be even more high-scoring going forward. So I think King City does have enough talent to win this game, though. Give me the... The Wildcats take out the Tigers in that one. King City over to Cab in a good top 10 matchup in week two. Next up, Albany at number five, Stanbury. And this is my favorite pick of the week. Give me the Warriors on the road taking down Stanbury in this one. This is my upset of the week. I love this pick. Um, give me Albany. I think Albany is a team that's flying under the radar right now. I'm the only person that's voting for them in the top 10 right now in the media poll. I think that changes after they upset Stanbury. I think Stanbury is a very talented team. I just think they're really young, and that could hurt them. Going as a team that's as well-coached and disciplined as Albany is this year, I think Albany is going to be a team to be messing with um, in the GRC this season. Won their first game 48-0 over Redivus Christian. Played really well in their jamboree at Worth County. Give me Albany to upset Stanbury in this one. Should be a fun game over there in Stanbury, but give me Albany to pull off the upset over number five, Stanbury. Now I have Bramer at number two, Pattonsburg. Give me the Panthers. It's not much to talk about. This will be game will be over at halftime or should be. Um, LeBlanc at North Andrew. So LeBlanc showed some things in the second half versus Pattonsburg. By the time they started getting stuff rolling, the game was kind of over anyway, so it's kind of hard to see what they did there. North Andrew came out strong in week one, won a tough road game versus King City. They got back at home this week. I think North Andrew does win this game, and I think they jump into the top five of the rankings going into next week. But, hey, if you're LeBlanc, you can get a win here. You can kind of prove yourself to be a top ten team still. Be like, hey, we lost to Pattonsburg week one, but we just beat North Andrew. So, big week for LeBlanc here to possibly prove their worth. And also, Landing Gardner put some big numbers up for them last week against Pattonsburg. 
Up next, an Iowa versus Missouri matchup here. Bedford at Worth County. Give me Worth County. Worth County is really good this year. I wasn't sure going into last week how good Worth County was, but you know what? They're still big up front. They still got little quick guys in the backfield who run hard, and they run their stuff. They run it well. Coach Healy is still a really good coach over there. Not much has changed. The names have changed, and that's about it. Gladstone, very poised at quarterback there. Made some really nice throws. He's a pretty good runner, pretty good decision maker. Andrew Alarcon, still a very good running back. And then Alex Reinhardt, I was very impressed by him running the ball last week and also catching the ball out of the backfield. And then Jackson Anderson's a pretty solid receiver out of the back, out of the, um, in play action for them as well. So Worth County, going to be very good this year. Um, they proved quite a bit last week versus Southwold Now Holt to me. Um, up next, we have Northwest Hughesville, North Shelby. That game, I believe, is actually tonight, uh, Thursday night game for the Raiders of North Shelby against Northwest Hughesville, the Mustangs. Uh, give me North Shelby. Um, from what I heard over there, Coach Bass uh, felt like they gave that game last week away to Waco in the third quarter with some uh, just some mistakes that could have been easily fixed. I think North Shelby comes out. I think they're trying to make a big statement here against Northwest Hughesville. Um, I believe it is a conference game, so it's a big game here for North Shelby. Give me the Raiders to win this one in a decisive fashion. I think North Shelby comes out um, and plays really well in this one. Uh, Norbert Harden Central at number 7, Oric. Uh, give me Oric. Oric's going to be pretty good this year. Norbert Harden Central. I know they won week one, but they played a really not usually bad KC East Christian team. They barely beat them. I they're going to run the ball. They're going to run the ball a lot. It's what they do. It's what Coach Thacker does down there. Uh, but I don't know if they have the horses this year to beat a team like Oric. And it looks like Kaiser Hughes is a pretty good player, but we'll see what happens when he plays uh, the Bearcat defense there in Oric. Uh, then we have Chillahowie at Ridge Hill. Non-conference matchup between the CRC and the Wemo. Ridge Hill, I think they get their first eight-man win this week and beat Chillahowie. Should be interesting to see how those two teams match up. Uh, then I have Osceola at Liberal, another... Interesting game down here. Osceola actually is in the Wemo Conference. And I think they beat Liberal. I think uh, Garen Kidd is very uh, dynamic for him down there. Had a very good game week one versus Northwest Hughesville. I think they continue that and they possibly jump into the top ten next week. We'll see what happens with that score versus Liberal. Then Drexel at Appleton City. Give me Appleton City with the win here to go to 2-0 in the Wemo and take um, the early lead in that conference, even though I think Osceola might win that conference, actually. So, We'll see what happens there with week two. But that's my picks um, for week two. Hope you guys enjoyed that. Make sure you guys <coughs> sorry, hit me up on Twitter, either at my account at Devin Albertson or um, at the Mo 8 Man Football account. Also to follow the show account at show underscore straight. Share the show. Let it go get through its rounds before the week one game, week two game, sorry, begin here. Should be a lot of fun. I'll do a week two recap as well Friday night. Um, have that posted by at least Saturday morning. So you guys can get my thoughts um, from week two and what's kind of changed and if my upset picks um, came true or not. So we'll see what happens there. I'm pretty tired now. It's almost midnight Wednesday night. I stayed up till 2 a.m. last night, so... I'm getting pretty tired. Uh, week three, just kind of look ahead a little bit here. I know this is another week ahead, but I can do this on the media. I can look ahead. I know the coaches won't, but you know what? I will. Um, a lot of interesting games. I mean, you have DeKalb at Southwest Livingston. That was a shootout last year, and DeKalb's improved. Livingston's come back to the pack a little bit. That could be interesting. Uh, Northwest Nauai, Platte Valley, I'll be calling that game. That could be an interesting game, actually. Rockport, Stewartsville, South Holt, Nolly Holt, at East Atchison. If the Spartans beat the Southwest Livingston, that's a huge matchup versus the Wolves in Week Three. 
Mound City and Albany. That's a huge game if Albany can beat Stanbury. That's a huge matchup between Mound City and Albany. Um, Stanbury, King City is a huge game. Pattonsburg, North Andrew. Week 3 is going to be a lot of fun, folks. Drexel at or- at Oric down south. Um, so a lot of good games that are going to be going on in Week 3. Week 3 is going to be exciting. I'm ready to talk about Week 3, but we got to get through Week 2 first. There's a few of the other... I would say there's about four games this week. We have some of the top teams in the state versus some of the bottom feeders. So you'll have a lot of 50 to nothing games, 52 to six at halftime games, and stuff like that. So this week will be a little more of meh going forward. But a couple of interesting matches I talked about earlier. Um, again, Albany, you're my team this week. Go get that win against Stanbury. That's the team. That's what I'm looking for here for my pick um, of the week. And I've had Albany ranked in both of my polls so far, uh, ninth last week and eighth um, going into this week's poll. So I'm a believer in Albany. They're well coached. Everyone I've ever heard talk about Albany, uh, other coaches in the area, just talk about how well coached they are and how they just make the right plays again and again and are fundamentally sound. And I think that plays a long way, especially when you have some talented kids who have been in the system for a while. That should be a lot of fun. But that's what I have for you guys. Hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Make sure you guys share it. Send it through the rounds. That's all I got for you guys. I'll talk to you guys on Friday, 645 from Fairfax, Northwest Nottoway at East Atchison on Pickup Country KNIM 95.9. Devin Albertson out for Straight Up Sports. Mm-hmm.